Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. I'm Josh Horowitz. This is my very own podcast. Uh, thanks for subscribing, if you have. And if you haven't, um, I am silently, or not so silently, judging you. Uh, please subscribe. Um, this podcast is a labor of love, and hopefully you guys are digging it. Last week's guest got a lot of great feedback, uh, Mr. Woody Allen. If you haven't checked that one out, I encourage you to do so. And this week's guest is no slouch either. She is a very talented uh, actress I'm a huge fan of, and I really enjoyed chatting with her. Uh, Diane Kruger. Diane, you probably know best from uh, Inglorious Bastards, uh, where she was so amazing in holding her own against some of the greatest actors like Michael Fassbender and Christoph Waltz. Uh, she's, of course, also uh, starring in the FX show The Bridge, now in its second season. Uh, she uh, is, I should say for context, we taped this a couple weeks back, um, right after the World Cup. Uh, Diane Kruger, as you may have guessed, is a uh, German by birth. She was feeling a lot of pride. It was just the day before that she enjoyed watching her uh, country um, emerge victorious in the World Cup. So that's what you'll hear at the outset of this conversation. Her flying high off the World Cup and me trying to understand why it even matters. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed catching up with Diane. She's uh, a very talented actress and also uh, has a good kind of dry wit, which uh, once you key in on, uh, is uh, it's just fun to uh, mix it up with. Um, as always, guys, hit me up on Twitter, Joshua Horowitz. Uh, tag it with Happy Set Confused. Um, and, yeah, just let me know what you're enjoying, who you want to hear, and, uh, and spread the good word. Uh, without any further ado, let's get right to it. Uh, Ms. Diane Kruger. Enjoy. Yeah, we did okay. one of those live thingamajiggies, right. and I also saw you at Sundance. Um, ah, that's right. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, congratulations, first of all, as we tape this. This is a big day. It is a big day. How are you feeling? I'm feeling on top of the world. <laughs> and feel free, by the way, if you want to adjust the mic maybe a oh, little okay. bit closer to you, that'd be great. Um, oop, oop. Um, so was that... Okay, so where did you in, in experience the World Cup? Let's, I was let's, in New York okay. um, at, a, you know, at a friend's house. Okay. And uh, I was the only real German there, and what I was... What was your blood alcohol content by the time? No, I couldn't drink. I couldn't even sit down. I was standing <laughs> the entire time. I was, I was exhausted because it was such a long game. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. And then, you know, I had friends who are, um, are Argentinian, and we were just talking, you know, shit all day. <laughs> I, was, I was not a kind person yesterday until we won. I feel like America's catching up. We're catching yeah. up a little bit, but I feel like you still... A lot. You, you, do you think... Because I was going to say, I feel like... I, I don't know. From a European perspective, I don't know if you can convey the importance of what that is to Americans quite yet. I mean, we're kind of like on board with like the celebrating part and kind of like New York yeah. definitely came alive yesterday. I mean, I guess if for you, it's football, right? American football yeah. and... and uh, I don't know. I mean, soccer, you know, it's something that I grew up with. Everybody right. in Europe, I mean, you, you have no choice but be a soccer fan uh, or not, but, you know, it's in your life whether you like it or not. Totally. Um, I don't follow, like, regional football, Okay. but the Euro Cup, I actually flew to Kiev a couple years ago to watch the finals of the Euro Cup, thinking it was going to be Germany, Spain, and then Italy just... Didn't pan out? It did not pan out, but it was still a fun, it was a fun time, but I do feel like the Americans are catching up, you know, you now have a German coach right. and um, I honestly I think the in in four years you I think you have a real shot because those kids don't condescend are like, to me don't don't patronize me I'm sorry I have to <laughs> you little guys you're coming along no it's cute <laughs> it's 
adorable. No, but you know, like they, they're like nineteen and twenty years old. The right. guy that the guys that he found, and then so by four years, we might be hitting the prime. And, I r- and not necessarily the prime, but I really think that the yeah. team has made huge strides, if I may say so. So where uh, where is your allegiance versus? We'll call it soccer, football, whatever you like, versus hockey, because it's a big year also for hockey. hockey I'm for a you. huge Kings fan. That's what I hear. I went to Game Three of right. the final, you know, the final seven, and um, no, I, lo- I, lo- I love anything sporty. I mean, I go to yeah. anything, yeah, except for baseball. I'm not a well, big yeah, baseball. That's kind of my sport. That's your sport. That's my sport. What do you do? <laughs> what do you mean? Like nothing. You're not soccer or ho- football. I'm sorry. Where there's like one or two goals, maybe sometimes a game. Yeah, but people actually, there's action on the field. Like I feel like baseball, nothing ever there's happens. A lot to think about. What it's do you think about? What's what's going on through when their I'm minds? Ga- when I'm gonna have another nacho? Yeah. Well, that's exactly. I feel like people just <laughs> go to eat bad food. <laughs> Why do you have judgment in your voice when you say I'm that? I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm just, it's an observation. <laughs> when, you're, when you're at a hockey game uh, with Josh, does anybody ever try to pick a fight uh, with a, a Mighty Duck? Does it ever well, get weird? Well, we might we fight sometimes because he's a Canucks fan. Okay. And I'm a Kings fan. Right. So, you know, his team is the eternal losing team. So I feel like he's picking bad, bad teams. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel, I mean, yeah. And then so he, he went and actually went to the winning game. Um, he, he, I couldn't go because I was working, but right. um, you know, I, I tried to convince him to come to the winner's side. <laughs> Join me. On the <laughs> Join good, me on the good so side. It's so much more fun over here. It is. <laughs> <laughs> we dance, we drink, we smile. You win cups. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, you used to be a New Yorker, right? We're, yeah. we're taping this here in my office in New York. Mm-hmm. Do you miss New York at I all? I do a lot. Yeah, we yeah. were thinking about get, uh, you know renting a place. We might. Uh, we were going to be here over the summer because Josh is actually. Um, Working on a show called The Affair that shoots in New York. Oh, and nice. Montauk, so. Amazing. Yeah. So what? Um, because uh, from what I gather, okay, so you split your time a bit. Paris, you consider home. Home, yeah. And but obviously LA. LA a lot. now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, pluses or minuses? Were you one of those people that was kind of like avoiding LA for a long while? I mean, do you, have you acclimated a bit? Yeah, I, I. You do get used to the space. Yeah, most most and the weather, obviously. But I feel like as much as I miss Europe, because I just feel like. You know, especially Paris, you, it's so beautiful, and, and culturally, it's, I mean, there's so much diversity. Right. Um, and the same with New York, you know, it's like right. you can be anonymous and, and any anything you want to be or anyone you want to be. Exactly. And L.A., you know, you, you got to get used to it. It's a very isolating town if you don't know people. Right. But when you do, you know, it's it's like I love my home. Like I, I have a vegetable garden. I mean, These it's... These are perks that you yeah. can't get in New York most of the time. Exactly. Um. What about the industry aspect of it? I mean, I, I've been lucky enough. I grew up here in, in New York, and I've been lucky enough to stay here uh, for the 600 years I've been living. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, like, I do feel like – I mean, I like to visit L.A., but, like, yeah. the industry is a little overwhelming. Is it, it, is. Is it a little bit much it sometimes is. to kind of, like – because you want, you want some space from that sometimes. But here's the thing. Your life is what you want your life to be, right? right. So my friends there are not necessarily in the, in the industry. You don't like pour over. You don't talk. Hey, did you see Variety this morning? No. Oh God, that sounds like ten years old. No one looks at Variety anymore. I know. That's how. <laughs> that's how I feel. At least I hope. <laughs> Whenever there's a bad review in it, I'm like, I hope nobody reads it anymore. Right. Right. Um, no. I. You, you know what I mean? Like, so I. I just. The, New York can be just as. Right. Grinding, if you know. Yeah. If you want it Depends to. on on the kind of life you, yeah. you carve out, I guess. Um. So let's let's talk a little bit about about the bridge. Which con- congratulations as we tape this. Um. We're uh, getting knee deep into season two, yeah. which has got to be exciting for you. That uh, it is. Y- you know, you never know when you um launch a new series. It's tough to get it off the ground and get the kind of acclaim you guys have gotten. Um. Were you 
were you dragged into TV? Were you open arms into TV? What was kind of your attitude about taking on a TV series? Um, I was excited about uh, doing a cable show. I'm not sure I'm cut out for nine months of, you know, slave work on a a network show, honestly. Like, you know, Josh has been on many TV shows, and that schedule is just not something I think I could sustain. But I think it's a really exciting time. You know, everybody's talking about it, how, especially for women, the roles in television are just so much better. And um, this was a really cool group of people, I feel like. And it's been creatively so satisfying you know i'm part of so much more of the process than in a movie right Um, i'm involved in many more aspects of it and i love it i mean we did just uh i just had um like carrie russell was in here last week and and yeah you do hear i mean she said the same kind of thing i mean like and you know you see talented actresses like halle berry going Mm. to tv where like again 10 years ago it would have been insane to think people like you or halle would like do a television show um I mean, that's great, and it's also kind of a bummer, too, about where we're at in, in film where there are so few and far between roles for... Yes and no. You know, I, I try not... I think um, I'm not one of those people that looks back and thinks, oh, things were better, you know, back then. Right. Um, because the movies are what they are. They're big spectacles, and, you know, I love to go see Spider-Man in 3D. And sure. I, but at the same time, when I want when I want to watch a movie even that I want to think about and that is challenging, I'd rather watch it at home, you know, and and that's clearly what most people feel like. And also, you know, I'm not 18 or 25, whatever their, whatever their age group is that they're gearing towards those movies, you know, and and I have a life. I don't want to, you know, if I come home from work, the last thing I want to do is like get out and go to the movies again. Totally. So coming out, I'm curious, because, like, you know, looking at, at the kind of the arc of a career and, like, to see, like, kind of, like, the, the, you know, the upticks, at least in terms of, like, recognition, obviously, you you look at something like Troy, which was, like, a huge thing, and Inglorious Bastards, Mm. which was an amazing, uh, both box office and critical success. Um, Was it, I mean, did you feel, like, out of each of those opportunities, better opportunities came, or was it kind of an eye-opener that, like, oh, I still have to fight, I still have to, like, try and find the cool stuff? I thought it would be an easier road after this, but it never gets easier, or maybe it only <laughs> does get a little bit easier. Um, you know, it's 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 never an easy road because no career is like the uh, the next, right. and the roles that you hope for yourself are sometimes just clearly not within your reach, or uh, who, directors that you want to work with don't necessarily have the desire to work with you. Right. You know, so. There's always this battle of trying to create those opportunities for yourself and, and then try and pick and choose carefully, you know, and, yeah. and that's that's really the hardest part of it all um, because when you're in it, obviously you don't have the objectivity that you need to like say, oh, this is a bad move, and I try to make decisions based with my heart, um, but that's not always possible, you right. know, it's, I don't know. H- has it changed then in – has, like, the algorithm changed? Is it still kind of instinctual and, bu- and, and judging from the heart? Or do you – are you more calculating about the kind of stuff that you take or – No, it still is. But now, you know, maybe also because of the bridge and that's filming for four and a half months, I don't feel like I have to find the next gig right. quite as, as fast as I used to. Right. Um, also, you know, I make French films, and um, that's always been great for me, and I'm – the next thing I'm going to do is a French movie. So I'm, I've always felt like I've been a working actress no matter what. Right. But um, as I grow older, I want I have more experience to bring into 
well, two more roles, you yeah. know, and that's always, especially for women, um, you know, as older you get, the roles are less, less, less of them in sure. general, you know, but yet as an actor or an actress, you're much more capable. Right. Right. And that's the eternal battle. You, you, me you mentioned, you know, going back to, to French films, uh, you obviously speak English better than me, mm -hmm. uh, which isn't hard. Um, French, German, mm -hmm. presumably. Yep. So did you grow up learning all three? No, I grew up learning German, obviously, and uh, English from the time I was like eight. Okay. Yeah. And then French, I never studied French in school. I learned Latin, um, which I guess helps you with languages. Right. And then, do so you French. Do you often speak Latin around the house? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I recite <laughs> my Iliad like <laughs> once a week. Well, you got to keep it fresh. And got to keep it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was a mistake. But eight years of Latin, <laughs> total waste of my time. <laughs> uh, wait, you, like thirty seconds ago, you said it's a good building block. That's what people thing. say. I'm still trying to figure out if that was. You're true still or not, rationalizing the yeah, horrible mistake. <laughs> Pretty much. I wish I'd studied French because I don't write it very well. Okay. Um, I, I sort of taught myself how to read. I went to drama school in France. Okay. But, um, you know, I, and I speak it. Like, I could fool you. People, even yeah. in France, think that I'm French. That's impressive. But, you know, as soon as I have to write a text, they're like, Who are, <laughs> are you five? Or do you have a problem <laughs> yeah, that we well, should know about? <laughs> Clearly, yeah, exactly. Um, do you dream in French, German, English, Pig Latin, Latin? What do you, what do you <laughs> Latin, <laughs> only in Latin. You are a very unique person. Yes, there you go. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, but do you? I mean, what's what, wait, what's the default like when you? I think um, mostly English because that's what I speak what's, what's mostly yeah. now. But when I'm in France, I mean, I happen to dream in French sometimes. What is, why is it? I mean, this, this sounds like an obnoxious American question, but why is it important to 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 return to French films for you? Is it uh, based on what you know, making your life in Paris, or is it just the kind of filmmakers that are working in mm. French films, or what? Well, it's a little bit of, of all of that. I yeah. think I'm European, and so I feel very connected to the stories that, you know, the cinema is so different in Europe as it is right. than it's here. Um, and I, I love both sides, you know. But French film, to me, is why I wanted to become an actress, and uh, I just love French filmmakers. They're eccentric and crazy, but uh, and a lot of the times they write their own scripts, you know, which is also really rare here. Right. Um, and so they're they're like God in France. If you're an actor, you know, you, you get chosen by a director. Like the producer has no, nothing to say. Well, speaking of, of one of those kind of gods, like I remember, uh, I've only interviewed him once, but it was a huge thrill for me because growing up, Luc Besson was somebody mm. that like, I just worshipped. I know he, he had kind of a, an impact in your career too, right? Yeah, I mean, he gets credited for more than, than he deserves. Okay, well then let's, let's, but, uh, let's, uh, no, let's pull him down a peg. No, well, no. <laughs> I mean, Luc Besson is amazing. Um, he... When he was casting the, or looking for the fifth element, um, and uh, he hadn't met Mila yet, and so he was, I think he'd seen a picture of me in a magazine, and he asked me to come in and, and meet with him, mm -hmm. and I didn't speak French at the time, so he just, I guess, I, I said, you know, I'm, I'm not an actress, I don't know what you really want from me, I don't know how to act, and um, he proceeded, I, and I was very, a very young 16, like, okay. I was very green, and um, he, so we were in an office just like this, and he started telling me this horrible story about his grandmother dying. I mean, it was just, and it was really awkward because I didn't know this man, obviously. And so I started crying, and he was like, yes, that's good, wait. And he started, like, filming me 
and obviously he didn't give me the role, um, but he said, you know, you, I think you should be an actress rather than a model, you know. Also, I'm not very tall. He's like, I think you should try this. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then years later, when I went to drama school, he gave me my second job, which was a terrible movie, but still, it well, was yeah. a job, and so I'm eternally grateful. Did his grandmother actually die, or did he just use I, that I to don't try know. to... I don't know. I feel like he lied. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't ask him. I didn't speak French, so I don't know. Just give a thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. Alive, dead. Yeah, it, was, it was a sad story. <laughs> did, um, I mean, you, you, you mentioned modeling. Does, I mean, did, did that help in any way, acting? Do you use any of those muscles for acting, <laughs> or was it, was it totally apples and oranges? I think that's apples and oranges, because yeah. when you're a, na- a model, you you know, pose for the camera, trying to look your best at all times. And acting is kind of, you know, the opposite of that. Right. You, I mean, the camera is there. But, um, and arguably more vulnerability you yeah, show, the and better. The more, I mean. <laughs> yeah, and the more flaws or the m- more vulnerability sh- you show, the better actor you are going to be. You know, right. So. Uh, yet I do still see you. I mean, you obviously uh, people talk about your fashion style yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I see you at, like, um, at runway shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy that? Like, wh- From your perspective, what do you enjoy? Because I would not get much out of sitting in the front row of a fashion <laughs> show. I'm a girl, you know. I feel like <laughs> why not, you know, one doesn't exclude the other. I, I'm not part, per se, of the fashion world anymore, but um, I'm very good friends with Karl Lagerfeld, right. and I, I think he's a great artist in a way. You know, like one, when I modeled, um, there's only a few really great designers, in my opinion, left, you know. Like yeah. um, when you see the work of someone like Yves Saint Laurent or Valentino or Karl Lagerfeld, you know, it's – they changed the way women dress, and it's right. it's a real art. You know, it's not so much about a commercial aspect to what they do. And um, I really appreciate that. And I think for women, but why not? You know, my, I, my I was gonna say my, my limited interaction with Karl Lagerfeld. I spent a, a brief period of time working at Interview Magazine, right? Uh, and Ingrid Sishi, the editor uh, at the time, was buddies with, with Karl, and mm. he'd come by. He's quite quite an eccentric <laughs> interesting character oh my gosh i mean i know, I know. he's i mean we're neighbors in paris uh-huh. so i see him all the time when i'm there and i just you know there's nobody like him i mean like he he's just he, he might be a sweet man but he looks to me like he should be a, a james bond villain like he he, he thinks he's a james bond villain he just <laughs> sent me a picture of of him sitting in like mr no you know in that in that yeah. seat with his cat <laughs> i'm not kidding that was my christmas gift Choupette and me, we wish you a very, very Christmas. And one year from now, I shall take over the planet. Pretty much. Well, he kind of has. <laughs> yeah, he kind of has. But it's kind of weird because I have it like framed in my, my bathroom and Carl stares at me. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, pace-wise, uh, a television show, was that uh, – I mean, you talk about Josh. I mean, network shows, 24 episodes, that's yes, insanity. too much, yeah. Especially an hour-long drama like he did. Yeah. He's done a few times. Um, is this manageable, or is it still kind of like? Because I heard you in another interview talk about one of the new things that must be interesting for you is like you're dealing with one script and another script comes in, and mm. you kind of have to juggle that in your brain, and that's mm-hmm. that's a different thing. It's a different way it of working. It is. It's exhausting. You know, uh, I think it's exhausting for not just for that. I mean, it's it's interesting because as the lead of a show, you know, it's me and Demian Bashir, and um, we're. we're we get the scripts earlier than most people, and so you know they ask us to, to give notes that are sometimes addressed, sometimes not. Um, but also, you know, you take on this role of sort of the leader of the pack. So many people come in and out, and yeah. the only constant usually is him and I. Right. You know? Even so directors come and go. Directors, but also co-stars, like that right. come and have a really big part in an episode, but then they're gone, and right. it's sort of our job to make them feel comfortable and. Right. 
it's just a, it's a lot going on. I'm I'm not unhappy that I'm done in two weeks. <laughs> well, going not to mention not to mention. I mean, uh, obviously, for those that have seen the show, um, well known. You, you know, you play a character with Asperger's, yeah. and and that must. I mean, among the many challenges of something like that is it must. That inhibits one's. I mean, I'm not an expert on someone with Asperger's. You mm-hmm. probably know better than me by now. But like, you can't. I would think react in the moment as you would to things. Right. You can't be instinctual because mm-hmm. that is an inhibitor. That's uh, right. Of yeah. their personality, and that's that's a, that's that must be difficult. It is. I the the first couple of weeks every season. I mean, we're in season two, but um, it it was very difficult to get back into it. You mm-hmm. know, and and to find the right balance and be true to someone who lives with Asperger's. The good news is for this season, I think, you know, season one, we introduced all the characters. So I think the, the, every character is a little bit more extreme. You know, he's right. the Mexican. She's this cop with Asperger's. And now in season two, I feel like the writers um, on Elwood Reader, my, our producer, showrunner, has really given my character um, a big personal life and backstory. So I'm, I'm able to show different emotions, you know, right. because she has so many limitations. So – I want to go back for for a little bit. I mean, I mentioned like you know these hallmarks like Inglorious and, and, and Troy. I mean, at the time, for instance, Troy, which was probably the the, the biggest scale wise like you know worldwide phenomenon at the time, um, was that a huge audition when you went on and you knew like and did you feel like from the start you were you were in the running and was it and how big a moment is it to get a part like that in a in a big studio film like that at that stage in your career? Or was it kind no, of like that just was my thing? second film. It wasn't even a big thing. I I had no agent in Hollywood and I was filming. Uh, my first picture, I think, in Montreal. And um, my French agent or my English agent said, oh, they're, you know, they're looking for girls. Why don't you put yourself on tap? And literally, that's what I did in my hotel wow. room. Like, you know, had someone film an audition and I sent it in, never thinking I would ever hear again. And then it was like a long process. Like, sure. they flew me out and I came back. And then they're like, oh, we got to go back out. Because that's one of the things where it's filmmakers, the studio weighs exactly. in, Brad probably weighs in, everybody weighs in. Everybody kind of weighs in. But I was sort of blissfully unaware of what was going on. You right. know? I was just like, well, can't they not make up their minds? Like, what is going on? You know? <laughs> I'm Diane Kruger. This is my second film. Just well, figure the fuck no, out. No, it's just so different, the system <laughs> in Europe. It's like you, yeah. you either you know, get the job or you don't. Like, they don't send it out to 5,000 different actresses, you know. You get the script they want you for the movie. Does that does that steal you going forward for other auditions? Does it make it easier in the last decade to go on auditions, having been through that crazy where you probably had to read six different times? Yeah. Is it a little easier, or is it still it's, kind of nerve-wracking and you hate it? It depends on the role, you know, if you really want the role. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. And, yeah. you know, what I do think is weird that you're, that the male co-star often has a say of what his female co- I mean that is interesting honestly that's something that I still can't get past I, I don't understand that and um, um, you know it's it's a male driven industry I guess that is crazy so, to think about yeah, yeah. did you uh, speaking of um, amazing male stars did you get a chance to spend some time with the amazing late Peter O'Toole on, on I did yeah so, talking about characters he's somebody that's just like must have been a joy to be around and, and experience sort of like the vitality and he was very years. yeah, he had a great yeah. vitality, but he was he's a piece of work. He was not a piece of cake, you know. No, I can imagine. He was um he was he was great to watch, you know, when he was acting. But he you know, it's funny when you work with older actors like that who were who were that famous. I mean, he definitely commands that same attention and treatment. Well, I'm sure still in his mind he's 
Working with David well, Lean and Lawrence of Arabia. There he, you go. And he is Peter <laughs> O'Toole, and he deserves it. Yeah. But, uh, it was, you know, for me being so green, I was like, what is his deal? <laughs> 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 you know. Is, um, Inglorious um, from the start, from the first time I saw it. I, I mean, everybody fell in love with that one. I mean, the, you know, Quentin is obviously a genius, and, and that film has, for my money, five or six scenes that are mm. just amazing. Well, one of them I just want to talk to you about because it's truly one of my favorite scenes in the last 10, 15 years of film is, is I guess, the pub scene. Is the, right, uh, the I, tavern scene. The tavern scene, yeah. Um, and kind of like also an introduction to Michael Fassbender, who yeah. since then now we know like oh that's who, who that guy is. is. Yeah. But he popped off of off the oh, screen yeah. there. Did you did you know who the hell this guy was before he got on no. the set? No, I mean I knew he had done this one movie. I think it was called Hunger, right? Right. right. And I knew that that had gotten a lot of attention in Cannes at the film festival. Um, so I knew he was going to be good, but I didn't quite, you know, I didn't know how good he was really going to be. Right. Um, and it's the same with Christoph Waltz. You know, I, I'd never heard of Christoph Waltz, even though I'm German. Right. And um, I remember, you know, just being in the table read, and um, all these great actors, and you go, where the hell does he find these people? Seriously. Like, and, really? and Christoph uh, was, I think, probably about 50 or late 40s at the time, and it's oh, sort yeah. of like, where do you find years the greatest, of one of the greatest German actors? Yeah. No, seriously, yeah. like 100%. And, uh, you know... It was it was just one of those moments where I think I remember because I don't have that many scenes with uh, Christoph. Our first scene was that scene when I have the cast on, right? You know, and I'm trying to lie to him, and he was having this crazy laugh. I don't know if you remember the scene. Of course, yeah. And even in the scene, I was like kind of taken aback. I was like, "What the hell is this guy's deal?" Yeah, I thought he was like <laughs> making fun of me, right? Like, like for real. And so I was kind of taken aback, and and. I knew then, I was like, wow, this is like, we're watching something big. Here. Oh, my, yeah. my, my stereotypical tweet last night after the World Cup was, that's a bingo. That's literally what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of favorites, so I just have mm. to say. Did pretty well. You might want to get on Twitter, Diane. And just for you, I, I, might, I might have <laughs> to join. Again, don't condescend to me. Wh- that was, I was trying to flirt with you, thank you very oh, much. See, that's why I've never done well with the ladies. Yeah, maybe. Oh my God, you're so angry. Yes, Those I'm German. What are you eyes. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't blink. She's just staring at me dead on. Dead on. Watch out. <laughs> um, so you're, you're almost wrapped. You said a couple more weeks. You're, yeah. you're very much looking forward to that, clearly. Yes, two more weeks. It's been a long – I mean, you know, it's great, but we're in the desert yeah. out in L.A., 110 at noon. Yeah. So it's been exhausting. Um, one of the times I also visited you was on the set of The Host, which speaking of like – that was a that was that Albuquerque was that what that was? Yeah, that's not on anyone's high end list of places <laughs> to shoot. Let's be let's be frank. Let's be honest. I don't know. You know, was I it, love the con- I love the countryside. I love the like just the setting of yes. it. Yes, you know. I mean, would I want to live in Albuquerque? No, but like, there's <laughs> worse places to shoot. Let's put it that way. Right. I want you to say Albuquerque sucks. That's that's all. That's all I, I, I don't need think from it you. does. Why do you no, want me to say I'm things? Just that, no. <laughs> You know what sucked? Making a, a movie in Bulgaria. That sucks. Really? <laughs> yeah. Good to know. Why is that? It's Bulgaria. <laughs> not that I don't like Bulgaria, but making a movie in Bulgaria was not, you know, just feeding yourself was a little right. difficult. Right, right, right. Uh, Albuquerque, too. I remember the, the food options were, were limited. Why no? are you like a crazy vegan, Yeah, I look vegetarian. like a vegan. Yeah, obviously. Look at my body. No, there's, it's all nachos all the time. Really? 
<laughs> they had no nacho. Maybe that's what it is. That they was didn't the have nachos. So you're not going to wedge in a, a film because you kind of after four months of doing this, you you kind of want to take a breather. I would imagine. Well, I'm definitely right? going to take a month off. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, I'm going to make a French film. All oh, right, right, right. Um, in our remaining moments, you might have noticed the strange Indiana Jones fedora sitting on my desk, or maybe not. Maybe I you were just staring at me intently, trying. I to just I thought maybe you're weird. Me. I don't know. Well, there is that. There is um, that. These are random questions. Okay. Would you like to pick a few and, <gasps> okay. and see how we do? Let me grab a hat. Here we go. Did you prepare that before I came in, or the did hat? you have your assistant fold all these papers? I, I wish I had an assistant. It's kind of you to think that. What do we got? Zombies or vampires? You know, neither ones, but I would go with vampires. Why is that? They're kind of cooler. Zombies just want to. I don't. I don't. I don't like brains. to be scared, so I don't like to watch zombie movies. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Vampires, I mean, I guess you can deal with. Well, there's a romanticism to exactly. vampires. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's continue. Do a couple more. More. Yeah, yeah. Please. Fine. My closest friends and family call me Crooks. Crooks. That's yeah. good. I like it. It's also my favorite champagne brand. <laughs> it works out well for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> do totally. A, <laughs> do you rapid fire, and we'll, I'll let you uh, enjoy your vacation soon, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. My favorite Halloween costume. Okay, so there's a lot because I love Halloween. Do you? You're a Halloween person? Totally. Okay. Peter Pan was one of the favorites. I went as a, uh, a as friend drasher in the nanny many years. <laughs> no, I really did. Um, do you do a friend drasher nanny voice? <laughs> I do. It was my favorite show growing up. We were just talking about it. But I did her for Halloween a couple times. Wow. You should do Fran Drescher as Peter Pan. No, that's sick. <laughs> it's that's second just level. wrong. Well. Um, I did Melanie Dietrich in The Blue Angel a couple nice. years. That was nice. Um, you know, they're looking to cast Peter Pan in a live musical on television. But I can't sing, so that's not going to work out. No. No. Unfortunately. Can you do one more? Yeah, sure. Favorite cartoon character? Um, well, Calvin and Hobbes. Okay. Because um, I have a cat called Hobbes, and I call Josh Calvin because they play together like. Oh, ending on a sweet note. That is sweet. There you go. Uh, it's a real pleasure always to, to catch up with you. Thank and congratulations you. on the second season Thanks of so The Bridge. Thanks so much. It was really fun.